Hi guys and welcome back to the Living Single Mom podcast. For those of you who are just joining in, I kind of want to recap really quickly. Um, This podcast is about me, my life, dating, being a mom, uh, working, sisterhood, friendships, ups, downs, highs, and lows. And I started with my second episode um, when I got pregnant at 19 back in 2007, 2008. So I will be, you know, I'm going back to come back all the way up to where I am present day, which is I'm 31 now. So it's been a while. So um, you can find me on Anchor, the app Anchor. And you can also listen to me on Spotify, like tell a friend, Tell a cousin, tell an auntie, tell a mother-in-law, tell someone. You know, I hope that this podcast can be some type of comedic relief as well as maybe you can relate to some of the things. If you're not a mom, maybe you can relate to the dating aspect or, you know, if you're a mom, great. You could probably relate to some of these things. So check me out on the app Anchor, if you will, and also Spotify. So this episode is called um, When the Ish Hits the Fan, Say Cool. So as you know, my last episode, I've already had my son and I'm getting back into the swing of things as far as going to school, being a new mom, just getting in the routine of this new lifestyle that I have. And I like to say that I was slanging pampers and papers, like I'm changing pampers and I'm writing papers, maybe back in the thick of it. So um, here's it. Here's a little story. So here we go. My son's dad, um, we both were young. We met in college and um, we both were pretty much not really sure what we wanted to do as far as like relationship wise we were just you know really liked hanging out with each other really like you know talking to each other we would hang out we talked about a lot we were just really 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 close and of course after some time (laughs) I got pregnant and so after Caden is born you know I knew this was going to be something new for him as well as me and uh, I remember one night he texted me he's like you know I kind of want to make this work you know I want to try with this and all of that good jazz. And I'm like, okay, great. What woman wouldn't want to make it work and possibly have like a little family? So this is where I soon learned that actions will speak way louder than words. Like some per- uh, people can say one thing and it's ultimately what they do behind those words. And this is where I was going to find out. Y'all have so many teachable moments in my life. Oh my God. So this is where I was fi- about to find out what actions really say uh, about what you want to do or what you said you want to do. So I'm like, okay, cool. So um, he's like, well, let's, you know, I want to bring Caden down to see my family during the holiday break. I'm like, cool. So it's, you know, Christmas break, school's out, and we go visit his family. And I have a friend who's going to take me because her family lives in the same town. So one of my closest friends. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know, I'll ride with you up there because at this time he's already there. It's the holiday break, he already left. And so I'm, you know, coming up there with my friend. So here we go. We get there and uh, 
his folks come and get me from my friend's house, his mom and his sister. And I have Caden with me, of course. And, you know, they seem really, really nice, loving people, uh, warm people, very inviting. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we get there and Caden is about four months old and he's just the cutest little chicken nugget you ever did see. And he goes in the back room with his uh, parents and his sister and they're all, you know, like, you know, just melting over Caden because, I mean, who doesn't love a new baby? I mean, he's four months old. It's the cutest thing ever. It's just a brown look, curly hair baby, just laughing and talking and playing. So they're all just like taking it all in. And, you know, so to respect the space, I go to the living room and let them have their time, you know, because he's, he's my baby. He's with me all the time. So I can go in the living room and y'all can have this time with him. So, I go to the living room, and I just so happen to get on Facebook. And I, one of the first things that pops up on Facebook is, it says that his status has been changed to in a relationship. But, it ain't with me. So, I'm like, uh, what? I'm like, bad. You know, I'm sitting in his folks' living room, just shooketh. Like, wait a minute. And so I'm just staring at it, making sure my eyes are seeing what they see. You know, I scroll up, I scroll down, I scroll up, I scroll down. People are commenting, people are liking it, because this is way before the love button. And I'm like, what 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 just happened? Like, what what do I do? What 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 do I say? Like you just said to me that you wanted to make things work over here, but you're in a relationship with somebody else for the public eye to see. And everybody knows that I'm your baby mom. Like, this is your kid. I'm your baby mother. And so I'm like, what do I do, bitch? I'm like, what do I do? I'm sitting here on his territory, their couch, just trying to maintain myself for the sake of maintaining myself because my son is in the other room and I can't go to jail although I have a lot of things calculated in my mind about what I could do what I could say where's the knives where like oh my god so many things running through my mind right and I had to play it cool like I literally had to play it cool one because I did not know his folks that well so me blowing up could literally land me in jail because they could one call the cops be like hey this crazy lady's over here she has done this she's busted up our our, our kitchen like come get her because that's just where my mind was and I just played it cool I did not want him to know that I was super hurt my pride just would not let me just react emotionally like I really wanted to so I kept calm under this um, kind of painful situation because who wants to find out like that? that somebody that you're into, your baby daddy, your, you know, somebody that you think you're moving forward with is in a relationship with someone else and for the public eye to see. And so it's just, it was, it was a hit to my ego. It was a hit to my heart. It was a hit to me emotionally. But at that time, I had to play it cool. Um, I don't think I said anything to him. If I did, it must it was probably really vague. 
and I didn't, you know, want to blow up in his folks' house. I just didn't. And so I go back to my friend's house and I'm just like quiet all the way there. And of course, since it's on Facebook, everybody sees it. So my friends are like texting me, calling me like, what are you doing? Are you okay? What's going on? Like, and so I get back to my friend's house and she sees it. We talk about it and I'm just like, but hurt, like, but hurt. And I didn't know what to do. So I did the only thing I knew how to do. I called my best friend. And like I said in previous episodes, my best friend, my best friend is like my shoulder a lot. She has been for many, many, many years. Like we've had um, a friendship that has lasted longer than marriages, like since kindergarten. And I call her and I, I vent, I yell, I cry. I do all of that, you know, and she's just, you know, the ear that I need right now because I couldn't, couldn't, I just didn't feel like calling my mom or my sister. I just, for some reason, my best friend has always been able to understand me a little bit better psychologically. And she just knows what to say to like calm me down. And so I called her and I'm just sitting outside my friend's house. Here it is, you know, December, it's cool. But at this point, I'm so mad, I don't even feel the cold. Like, I don't even feel the cold. I'm out here rip raw, just without a jacket, heated, okay? So she calms me down. I'm on the phone with her for a nice little minute, you know, just crying and venting and wailing. Whatever I can get out that I didn't wasn't able to get out in front of him, I let, you know, she gets it. She calms me down. I go back in the house. Um, I check on Caden, you know, put him back to sleep, blase, blase. And so I come back home the next day. And, you know, it's always terrible. What you're going through is always terrible in that moment. It's just like the worst shit. You really can't see nothing else but what you're going through. So I come back home and, you know, now I've had a chance to breathe and to just take it for what it is. Because at the end of the day, what are you going to do? You're going to fight the woman? gonna find him and that's gonna make me look even crazier so I tell myself when I get back home like you just gotta keep going forward evidently he don't want you he wasn't gonna tell you he didn't want you but the actions have spoken louder than what he said so you just gotta keep it moving ain't no need to go back and forth ain't no need to keep arguing about it just keep going for it you know what you want to do you know that you're trying to graduate just do that so school starts back in January and of course you know I'm just telling myself just do what you got to do I go back to school school starts and back back into the groove of things you know uh, going to school taking them to daycare going to school taking them to daycare maybe spending a little time with my friends not much because you know I mean even if you're not a parent, school takes up a lot of your time. Just, you know, going to class, trying to have a social life and papers and midterms and, you know, understanding material and all that. It just takes up your time. So just imagine like that plus, you know, having to rock somebody to sleep and, you know, pick them up from daycare and all that good stuff. So I get back into the group of things because that's, you know, what I'm going to, I have no choice but to do that. And so um, the semester goes on. I'm able to pledge 
my mom and my sister agreed to like help me with pledging and as far as like with Caden they like you handle the school we'll get him from school and you know you have pledge class all that good stuff so you know I was able to pledge the best sorority here on the um this side of heaven and you know I just keep going on you know I they're like, oh, wow, like, Diandra's a mom, a student, and she's a Delta, what? And in college, they called me Baby D. Um, I failed to mention that, but um, I have so many people still at 31 years old call me Baby D. That's just a name that one of my homeboys came up with in college, and it stuck, like, for real, for real. And so I just continue doing what I have to do. I pledge, like I said, I pledge, and I keep going to class. I keep going to class. I keep... You know, doing what I got to do. I'm juggling um, class. I'm juggling pledging. I'm juggling um, uh, being a mom and, you know, feeling guilty because I'm not there when he went to sleep because, you know, we had um, class or whatever. And, you know, dealing with that because it it gets hard as a mom sometimes, you know, sometimes taking time for yourself can kind of make you feel guilty. But honestly, it's what you need to do. It's healthy. It's nothing wrong with it. And don't get me wrong. You know, I dealt with the embarrassment and, you know, because it was public. Like, I publicly got played. Like, sis, I publicly got played. But I had to realize that, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't so special that it couldn't happen to me. Because in reality, it did. And uh, the semester goes on. I do well. That semester, I forget my GPA, but it was well above a 3.3. And I got a job that summer at Hollywood Video. Now, this is how old I am. This is how old I am. Like, Hollywood Video (laughs) was still around. Wasn't a red box. It was Hollywood Video. And I worked there for the summer just to get, like, extra money and all that good stuff. And, you know, school starts back again in the fall of 2009. And, you know, my son is one now. And, you know, I'm just dealing with it. Me and his dad, you know, we didn't have the best of relationship, but it wasn't the worst. Um, We communicated what we needed to communicate. Sometimes we communicated a little bit more. Sometimes we communicated a little less. And I think that goes a lot with um, us being young and um, not really knowing what we were getting ourselves into as far as like being in a community, I went to an HBCU that was not the biggest HBCU. It was people there I didn't know, but at the same time, it was you knew a majority of the people, and so people kind of knew your business. Like they knew who you were going with. They knew who, if you were pregnant, who your baby daddy was. And so it was like, you know, I couldn't avoid it. And at the time, I was uh, twenty. When we started back school and living, learning, and growing, every single thing that has happened to me um, has been a teachable moment. And I've learned something about myself. I've learned something about the people that I was dealing with. And in that moment, it might have seemed like the worst shit that could ever happen. But long term, I look back on it and it's like, okay, yeah, I could have done this differently or yeah, this could have happened, but yeah, what did you learn from it? And I believe that that's what we need to do with all of our situations in life. Like, just find the teachable moment, the learning moment in it. And um, 
it was kind of hard. I want to touch base really quickly that it was kind of hard seeing my life change so drastically and his not so much. And, you know, there was other drama that I dealt with as far as like the girls that he dated and, you know, things of that nature because, you know, I'm the baby mama, you know, and everybody's kind of like, oh, well, you know, she ain't nothing but the baby mama or whatever. And here I am, a baby mama, the very title I never wanted. Like, I never, oh my gosh. I had always said the crazy shit about this is that the summer before school started, I had said from like seeing things around the city and you know I was like I never want to be a nobody baby mama like I never want to be nobody baby mama I said that shit out my mouth at like 17 16 years old I never want to be anybody's baby mama like oh my god no and then what happened (laughs) somebody baby mama and I hate the negative connotation that comes with it people are kind of like she's just a baby mama I mean whatever but it's not I'm not just that way 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 more than just a baby mama and I think people need to realize that you know not every baby mama is mean and spiteful and hateful and doing things because you don't want them anymore no that's not always the case dig a little deeper it's not always the case especially not for Diane Renee so um I used all those experiences. Like I said, I went through a little bit more drama with, you know, him, things that uh, people and things that were around him, him dating other women, him, you know, those women ultimately, you know, finding me on social media and messaging me. And I'm like, why, girl, whatever. But all of those things like fueled my fire. It really did. It fueled my fire to finish school because I honestly could have given up months and maybe like a year ago when I found out I was pregnant and it just fueled my fire. I just had to keep going. I wanted to keep going. I wanted to, you know, be active, an active member of Delta. I wanted to, you know, learn more stuff. I wanted to meet more people and it just fueled my fire. Like I have to just keep going. And um, I dated a little while, just just a little bit during these. Um, junior and senior year of my college uh, term, it wasn't a priority for me at the time. Because you got to think that I had dealt with this guy, you know, I'm somebody's mom. I also had worked a little while, I'm, you know, a student full time. I have family, I have friends. So dating was not just a priority for me. You know, I hung out sometimes. And I hung out with other guys, dated a guy or two or three here and there. And it just wasn't a priority. Like, if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. I didn't care because that was not a priority. Priority to me was, you know, Caden and school. Like, I'm a mama first. I'm a student second. I'm a regular 21, 22-year-old later. And... Like I said, it fueled me to just keep going. And I graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Human Development and Family Studies, December 10th, 2010, at 10 o'clock a.m. 
from the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, the flagship of the Delta. And uh, my family was there, my friends were there, my sorrows were there. And I'll never, ever, ever forget um, walking up to the stage. And I looked out to the crowd and I could see my family. Like They were like two, three rows deep. And I saw my son and he was, I believe my uncle or my sister was holding him up so he could see me. And it was like the best moment of my life. Like just seeing him, he didn't know what was going on, but he knew he saw his mom. And so um, he watched me walk across the stage. And of course he might not ever remember it. I might have to show him pictures, but in that moment, it was just so beautiful. And it almost felt like he was cheering me on. He was uh, two at the time. And it just was like beautiful. Like I looked at, it, he's just smiling big, and I'm like, oh, look at my baby looking at me. And you know, that's some that's a moment that's unforgettable. Something that I, that people can never take from me, and something that I hope that I can inspire somebody else to do is to always, you know, weeping may endure for a night. Now let me get this. Let me let me let me tell you this. I'm not a Bible quota. I just know some things, okay? All right. I'm not a woman of the cloth, but I know some things. But um, weeping may endure for a night, but trouble, you know, trouble does not last always. And we always think what we're going through is painful. It hurts at the time. You know, you don't really see the rainbow all the time in the midst of the storm. But always try to use your pain to fuel your fire of determination to fuel your fire to never quit to fuel your fire to keep going and i like to reference the um movie uh finding nemo dory just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep swimming like literally you literally just gotta keep swimming not to say that you can't be upset that you can't be sad that you can't be depressed that you can't be anxious you can but we have to kind of like pull ourselves up just to keep going because there's greater ahead there's more ahead and it's amazing what you can accomplish if you just keep going and um the bullshit just, just does not last for only that moment. Like, cause there even been some other situations, like even in my adult years that I've just kind of like wallowed in, which is fine. But I look back and I always say, well, shit, I literally got up and kept it moving like this such a day. And then, you know, it did get better or either I forgot about it after a certain amount of time. And there's a lesson behind it all. Like, yeah, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. A nigga might play you. Yeah. You might get your heart broken here and there. Yeah. that That's going to happen. But there's always a lesson behind it. There's always a teachable moment behind it. Like, now I know what I don't want in somebody. Now I know what I do want. Now I know what I'm uh, willing not to take or accept in any type of situation, friendship, situationship, relationship, whatever. And I say all that to say that like that experience, the drama, the heartbreak, the embarrassment, all of that just really solidified my strength. 
And it's so many things that I didn't think I was going to be able to get past in that moment. Like when it first happened, I just, I, you know, you don't see it, see yourself getting over it, but somehow you do. So use your pain, honey. Sis, bruh, use your pain to feel your fire, okay? And determination, keep swimming. Just keep swimming. We all done been embarrassed. We all done been played before. It's, it's life. But we don't have to stay there. We can always get up, get up, get our shit together, wipe our face, go get something to eat, maybe go to Ulta, buy a new candle, get a new towel, buy a new blanket, whatever, to get ourselves back into the game, to get ourselves back focused. So, use your pain to fuel your power, your determination. Keep it going, sis. Keep it going, bro. We got this. And that wraps up this episode. Um, Like I said, um, keep listening. Don't leave me hanging yet. Um, You can find me on Spotify, the app Anchor. Tell a friend, tell your cousin, tell your diddy, tell your sister, tell your friend, tell your best friend, tell your uncle, your cousin. Hey, check out the Living Single Mom, this little... This little podcast is kind of nice. It's kind of nice. She's kind of funny. I can kind of relate. Tell them. Tell them. All right, y'all. Be blessed. And see ya.